Section 19 of the National Geographic Magazine, Volume 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rosehip. Section 19. Proceedings of the International Geographic Conference in Chicago, July 27th to 28th, 1893. Memoirs and Addresses, Norway and the Vikings, by Captain Magnus Anderson. I am called upon to speak of the Vikings. I do not know that I can tell much more about the Vikings than most of you have read in history, though it may interest you to know that it is an ordinary sailor who speaks of them. But I might improve the opportunity to tell you a little about modern Norway. As you know, Norway united with Sweden in 1814 on equal terms, that is to say, each country enjoying the freedom and liberty of a government independent of the other, except as to the king and the diplomatic representation abroad. This union has benefited both countries to a large extent, and every true Norwegian of today feels an admiration for his forefathers who had the courage to sacrifice home and almost everything dear to them to save the liberty of Norway, which was threatened not only by foreign foes, but by starvation which stared the people in the face in 1814. By reason of this union, both Norway and Sweden have advanced in commerce, so that today we do not call ourselves a very poor nation. We have a commerce which we believe to be up to the times. The Norwegian fisheries are conducted on the most modern principles. Great improvements have been made, and new devices invented and utilized. The Norwegian department in the fisheries building at the World's Fair speaks for itself, and I think everyone will agree with me that it is astonishing what a small nation can do. Our fish exports amount to something like $13 million a year, which is very well for 2 million people. Besides the ordinary fisheries, the whale and seal industries have in the last 40 years yielded a handsome income to the country. The pioneer of this trade is the still-living Commander Sven Foyne, who by his intelligence, energy, endurance and integrity raised himself from an ordinary sea captain to the wealthiest man in Norway. He is now 84 or 85 years old, and has been going to sea since he was 14. We have also had, since the 10th or 11th century, our wood industries, and the exporting of wood is next to the fisheries. When the latter fail, we always have something to fall back on. The wood export consists mostly of dressed goods, wood pulp, spars and poles, which are shipped all over Europe, 
though the largest consumers are great britain and the english colonies mining and quarrying are carried on and in the last fifty years important manufacturing districts have sprung up where sufficient water power was found and every year enterprising young men go out to foreign lands and on returning set up fresh branches of industry another source of income is the great number of tourists within the last few years who are attracted by the beautiful scenery of the land of the midnight sun however this has demoralized poor farmers somewhat and we have always been proud of our farmers the important place which shipping norway occupies is world-renowned the norwegian merchant flag floats on every sea and each one of norway's two million inhabitants represents one ton of shipping placing us fourth in the ocean-carrying trade the bulk of our shipping is employed by foreign nations indicating that shippers have confidence in us as seamen a glance at the map will show that it is not an agricultural country although the ruling class are farmers our rock-bound country with its long and rugged coast has a wonderful attraction in the roaring north sea and every boy as soon as his arm has attained sufficient muscular strength goes off to make his living there it is no wonder then that the norwegians are found in every part of the world and that they have gained a reputation for being first-class sailors the word viking must undoubtedly have originated from the word vik and indicated in olden times what is now known by the term pirates they were no doubt worthy of that name as they committed many an evil deed by perusing the sagas it will be found that these men possessed many good qualities which make their characters a very interesting study they had a manly independence and a high sense of honour and liberty as well as courage and pluck their word was never doubted and their promise never broken they treated a weaker enemy fairly and toward women behaved like true gentlemen it is true that their expeditions gave them the name of plunderers and fearful warriors who ruined everything before them but history tells us that these men were also able to found dominions and rule countries we are all acquainted with their voyages around north sea through english channel and to the mediterranean as well as with their discoveries of the faroe islands and greenland but the most interesting expeditions for us to study while we are at the world's fair are undoubtedly those made to this country in the tenth eleventh and twelfth centuries leif ericsson sailed in nine hundred and ninety nine from greenland to norway where he entered into the service of king olaf Tryggvesson. there he was christened and started for home the following spring in company with a priest 
steering what was afterward looked upon as the regular course from norway to greenland between the faroe islands and shetland but he must have been overtaken by storms and carried out of his course for after having drifted about some time he reached an unknown land in the far west where he found wild grapes and uncultivated cornfields he returned to greenland the same year bringing news of the new land which he called vineland and this resulted in two attempts to colonize vineland it will thus be seen that the first discovery of this continent was by chance as all discoveries generally are and was the result of the good seamanship of our ancestors and their love for a seafaring life their voyages back and forth afterward show us also that they were great navigators and daring enough to venture out on the open sea guided only by the sun moon and stars the first attempt which was made to colonize the newly found land was made in the year one thousand under the command of eric the red and thorstein ericsson and failed as the sailors steered too far south and found no land they returned home in the autumn thoroughly exhausted the second time they were more fortunate as torfinn karlsefni early in the spring of one thousand and three took command of another expedition consisting of three ships and a hundred and forty men and set out for vineland which they must have reached safely as we afterward have accounts of helliland markland and vineland by reason of the hostility of the natives they gave up their possessions and returned to greenland in the summer of one thousand and six the inhabitants of greenland were too few to enable them to keep up any colonization outside of their own land thus the expeditions must have terminated for we only hear of another attempt made in the twelfth century by a bishop named eric who started off on missionary work but as no more was heard of him and as a new bishop was elected in his place he must have perished vineland expeditions appear according to norwegian history to have been brought to an end in eleven twenty one according to professor horsford the last ship returned from america to iceland in thirteen forty seven besides the history to prove that our ancestors were here we also have the excavations in massachusetts by professor horsford who with professor anderson has done so much to enlighten the world about the discovery of america Professor Horsford is dead, but I am glad to know that a daughter has taken up the work, and on April the 22nd of this year found the log house built by the party of Torfinn Karlsevni in 1004. It has often been said that the Vikings could never have crossed the northern Atlantic in an open ship such as they had in those days i would not really say that we started on this trip to prove that they could because when i first got the idea i had not heard much doubt expressed about it 
what we really started for was to bring the ship over to the World's Fair. In 1880, an old Viking ship was discovered buried in the clay of the Norwegian coast, and most of it as sound as it was the day it was put down. Consequently, we were the only nation that could produce such a ship as was used in those days. We knew that Americans admired courage, and that if we could bring a ship such as this over to the World's Fair, that it would be appreciated as well as interesting. We started a subscription. The government had already been asked for money, but they decided that it was too risky an undertaking. They said, if it is to be built for the Chicago World's Fair, and if you will send it over by a steamer, we will vote the money. But if it is to be sailed over, we think it is sport, and very dangerous sport at that, and money will not be appropriated for that purpose. So we went to work and got subscriptions from nearly 15,000 people, ranging all the way from 10 cents to $200, and I believe $250 from one man. That was the man I mentioned, who was the most enthusiastic of the whole lot. Having obtained the money and the model, we started to build the new ship about three or four miles from where the old one was found. Even sailors doubted whether an open ship like that could be brought over safely, and with all my reasonings I was rather doubtful myself. The only argument I had was that if the Vikings could sail the ship over, we ought to be able to. I had confidence in the Viking. We got the ship fitted out and towed her around the coast to Bergen April 1st. Finally, we were off for America. We had been out two weeks before we found what she could really do in heavy weather and how she could steer, encountering then a heavy gale which lasted thirty hours. Up to that time there wasn't a man aboard that took so much as his boots off, but after we found that the ship steered in all kinds of seas, that the rudder on the side worked finely, confidence in our ship gradually stole upon us and after that we took it as easy on board of that ship as on any other. We undressed and went to bed, and I really was ashamed of myself for not believing in history. We were out six weeks altogether, forty-four days from Bergen to New London. The last four weeks we had a favourable passage, encountering some gales during that time, none of them, however, lasting so long as the first one. We did not mind that, because, as I said before, we had obtained confidence in our vessel. And my opinion is that really not fifty per cent of our seafaring class use as safe vessels as the Viking. I would not hesitate to take that ship across the Atlantic any time of the year when I have a cover for it. We had only a canvas one. For eight or nine days the thermometer was down to zero, but we were well dressed and fed, 
and we were not troubled. On arriving on this side, we had a series of astonishments in the receptions tendered us. I was astonished also that everybody seemed to want to make the trip a kind of demonstration against Columbus's discovery of America. That was something new to me. I tried at banquets and receptions to explain that we didn't wish it that way. During the construction it was proposed to the committee in charge of the ship that we call it the Leif Erikson. But we finally decided not to, as we did not want Americans to think us demonstrating. The Norwegian is modest. But after we found that the newspapers had taken the case up on this line, we knew there was no use of further discussion. When I get home and they ask me how this came about, I will simply tell them that the American newspapers did it. I feel very grateful to the American people for the reception they have given us, and it will be very gratifying to me to carry home their good wishes. I hope that we have made the impression we wished to make, that we had an old ship of the Vikings of long ago, and that we have sailors at the present day. End of section 19